Welcome to Color Outside the Lines. I'm Krista, and this podcast is for you if you are ready to step out of society's narrative and build a life that is completely aligned to who you are and what you are meant to be doing, and feel safe doing so. Together, we rewrite old programming and create our own stories that guide us toward our most authentic selves. You being you is what the world needs most right now. Let's get started. Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Color Outside the Lines. I wanted to give a quick trigger warning because we will be talking with my guest about her journey in healing from childhood sexual abuse. If that's a trigger for you, I would love to invite you to just skip this episode and take a listen to one of our other episodes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Color Outside the Lines. I'm your host, Krista, and today I have with me a very special guest, my friend, Stephanie Hercules. And I invited Stephanie to come on the podcast today because Stephanie and I have been on somewhat of a similar journey. And I really wanted to have a conversation with her today about that journey because I think a lot of you are probably in the middle of that journey somewhere somewhere in the middle of it maybe you're in the same place we are maybe you're still in the dark night of the soul portion of it whatever it is um, i think you're going to gain a lot from the journey that stephanie and i have been on for the last two years and i think her perspective is going to really help a lot of you who may be in a place where um it feels a little bit hopeless or it feels like things are a little bit hard right now or it feels like maybe you have been manifesting and you've been doing all the things, but life is still rearranging itself to be exactly what you want it to be. And Stephanie has been such an encouragement to me and to so many people that I know, and I know she's going to be an incredible encouragement to you as well. So we're going to hop right into this. And Stephanie, is there anything you want to say to introduce yourself besides what I just said? Uh, let's say hi. It's so nice to be here and I'm super grateful. Um, and I look forward to sharing my journey with you guys. Thank awesome. you for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. So Stephanie and I originally met in, we took a course together called Alive OS that was run by Susie Batiz. And if you don't know who Susie Batiz is, go look her up. I've talked about her before on the podcast. Um, and so we, we met each other on Alive OS, um, and we kind of bonded pretty quickly, um, during that time. And so Stephanie, I would love to hear from you. Alive OS was such a, I feel like watershed moment for both of us. And for those of you that have not experienced this course before, it's more than just a course. It was very much like a spiritual experience for a lot of us. And it helped us to, for me personally, it helped me to put together a lot of the pieces that of all the questions that I had been asking for a long time and helped me to understand energetics better. It helped me to understand where I wanted to go in life better. Um, And so I was inspired to join that course because someone told me to, (laughs) and someone said, Hey, you need this. And I felt the call and I listened to my intuition and I did it. And I would love to hear from you, Stephanie, like what inspired you to join a live OS and kind of take this like spiritual experience? Yes. It very similar to yours as well. I um, had just kind of started out on my own journey and was learning about energetics, um, listening to different podcasts, mindset, and a friend of mine had taken the first Alive OS course. And she's like, this is great. You gotta, you gotta take it same. And so I like, that was really facing fears because I knew that it would be getting on camera and recording yourself. She kind of told me a little bit about it. And so I was like, ah, um, so that was that beginning initial push. And so like you're saying, trusting your intuition, I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And that course really opened me up to like see myself learning more deeper into the energetics of, of life. Um, one of the big things with that was um, facing the caves we fear. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a really... Um, that one week was was amazing that and like clearing out the clutter things that weigh you down you don't really realize how your physical environment and so i just remember i was also going through um losing weight and changing my the way i ate just the way i lived and so i literally 
got rid of closet full of clothes. And it was amazing wow. the, like how you just feel that release uh, of letting things like that go and like things from clearing out your emails and your drawers and just things that just take up space. And so, but it was more than the environment, like your inside, mental, mentally um, clearing, clearing out things. And so, and facing the KB fear was really two impactful things for me and learning about resonance and dissonance. Yeah. Um, that was really big. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. So the, the speaking, I just remembered with the cave of fear, um, that was the beginning of speaking on camera and also speaking, um, to people about my own childhood traumas, um, recording myself. And so, from back then to see where I am now to where I actually do record myself speaking on video. I've done several lives. This is my first podcast of yeah. um, using my voice. And so all of these things I was so afraid to do and afraid to um, open myself up and see myself and use my words. And so, and making commitments to, um, that was the beginning of my journey of also at the end of a live OS to see a therapist. And so that really took me down a whole nother path. So that course literally changed my life. <laughs> yeah, that I feel the exact same way. And so um, for some of you, you know exactly what Stephanie is talking about, because a lot of the teachings that she just described are things that I teach in my coaching as well. Um, like the decluttering, for example, we just did 10K in 10 days. And that's one of the very first things that I had them do was um, declutter something physically so that we could start the mental decluttering as well. Um, and so basically what that means um, for those of you listening is that when your physical environment affects your energy um, and it makes it really hard to work through the mental clutter. And so if you have clutter around you all the time, or you have things around you that like lower your vibration, it makes it really hard to stay in the vibration of the things that you're trying to attract, like wealth or um, a new partner or whatever it is that you want to bring into your life. And so decluttering, you know, when you have that feeling that Stephanie describes, it's actually, it's, it's actually, um, an energetic principle happening. It's not just like a feeling of feeling really good. Um, it's actually like your vibration is being weighed down and you're taking that weight off so that you can raise your vibration. And so, um, I love that you brought that one up, Stephanie, because it's such a powerful, thing that we don't give as much, um, emphasis to all the time, right? We kind of think a lot more when we talk about yeah. spiritual principles, right? We're talking a lot more about like meditation and breathing mm -hmm. and doing all these different things. Right. And we don't always focus on, um, like, oh, that email inbox that is, um, that's weighing us down or the closet of clothes or whatever it is. Yeah. And those things are weighing on us all the time. Um, one of the ones for me was the open loops and the closed loops. And I talk about that with my clients all the time, because when you have open loops, um, there's this feeling of like leaky energy, right? And so there's yeah. this feeling that um, the energy is just sort of like seeping out and you don't really know how to bring it back in. And it's closing those loops off, closing off those things that you're always thinking about that are always at the back of your mind, either get them done in the relationship, figure out whatever you need to do to close it off so that your energy is not being um, pushed towards those things. So, um, so I love that you brought those two up because those are, those are some of my favorite ones and the resonance and dissonance as well. Um, I know we're not on here to just do like an Alive OS promo, but <laughs> for both of us, it was such an <laughs> incredible time, um, and such an incredible, um, moment and in, in our lives and like propelled us forward. And so like, for me, yeah. it really propelled me forward into my coaching career, which is the thing that had been, um, on my heart for a long time, my cave of fear, right. Had been on my heart for mm -hmm. a long time. I'd been wanting to do it. And I'd been holding myself back from it for quite a while. Um, even to the point that I had had a couple of pushes from God saying like, this is the direction you're supposed to go. And I still, um, you know, I kind of call it, I still decided to sit in the belly of the whale for three days instead of go to Nineveh. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
And yes. so, um, so that's what I did. And then a live OS was the thing that really helped propel me forward. Um, and there were so many things that lined up with that course, um, that allowed me to move into that. And for you, as you said, it allowed you to really, um, kind of deal with a lot of the stuff from your past. And like you said, go to therapy and then start coaching. And so do you want to talk a little bit about like kind of what the next steps were? Like after you had this beautiful spiritual experience, almost like a mountaintop experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, then came the work, right? Yes. 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 I can talk about that. Um, that was the intentions that I set with entering the cave of fear. For me, my cave of fear was to, um, for one, was to speak upon my childhood trauma, that I was sexually abused as a child. I had fears and shames around openly expressing that and using my voice to speak upon it. Um, and to also be in front of a camera recording myself. Those were all caves of fears I was entering and they all interloop with one another. Cause then, and then also to share my story in a way that um, can be an inspiration for someone else to show what is, can be on the other side, what is possible that, you know, like we've talked about before, you can still have life going on or things um, that you've experienced or gone through as a child that you've worked through. And for me, that meant I also felt the pull, the call from God to share my story, to help other souls, to um, use my voice in a way that, you know, I would be talking openly about this stuff. And so for me, that was a big fear. And I, um, once Alive ended, I, I held to that and I did get a therapist. And so I started working um, on that and I knew for me that all of the things that had happened, it, I was hungry to understand it deeper. I knew that it had impacted my life and I wanted to understand like, and so I, that's what happened. I went to therapy. I started seeing it for what it was and worked through all of the energies of it. And in a way that you, for a while you can be, um, how would I describe it? To where you go from being a victim to the victor, you know, it's like your hero's journey and to where I can talk about it. And it's not from a sad, like emotional um, place. I'm able to use it for good and to where it has served me so well that I'm in gratitude for my journey, because without any of that, I would not be sitting here today with you and able to express as I am now and to reach other people and help other people. Um, so with the therapist, she helped me to understand um, all of, all of my feelings, which from in that moment led me to coaching. Mm -hmm. um, and I did three months with um, who's also a dear friend of mine, Gracie Roca. Mm -hmm. And we did coaching for three months and that, was an, another profound moment of my life that in that container is where I found home within myself. And it was a really beautiful process. It was, there were tears, there was joy, there was laughter. There was all of the things you can imagine. And a lot of it was like mindset work, um, perception, um, going in and feeling for me was feeling all of my emotions and not being, um, like I disassociated for so long it was like okay I can breathe I can feel these things I'm safe to express and it was on a level where I was able to express um deeper and yeah. so it really helped me to um to see myself in a way I had never seen myself before mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things once you see, you cannot unsee. Yeah. So there was like no going back. There's no going back. Like once it clicks, there's no going back. And so literally my life, my everything, just my whole world was changing rapidly. Like the inner work, the Alava West, the, the 
um, therapy, the coaching, but there was a lot of listening to podcasts, learning about energy, learning about mindsets, the mindset shifts. Um, my food I ate was changing. My tastes were changing. Like weight was falling off. People were asking me, are you on a diet? I'm like, no, I'm not on a diet. This is all my inner world was shifting so much that my outer world was reflecting it and people were noticing it. And yeah, and uh, it's a really beautiful experience, but also it's a lot of work and there was a lot of ups and downs and emotions and life is still happening and changing in front of your eyes. Meanwhile, you're still doing your work and I have three kids and married and, and life is happening all around. <laughs> yes. So. It's life is happening even yes even when right even when we're doing yeah, it yeah. and for a lot of people listening to this you know they're trying to like run their own businesses or start their own businesses um in the midst of or at the beginning of their journey of doing their inner work and a lot of people have the realization much like you did right where it was like i want to get on camera i want to share my story i want to do this work um, but there's something holding me back. Right. And, and I don't know that we always look to like childhood trauma as a thing that could be holding us back from getting on a live on Facebook and sharing our yeah. story. Um, yeah. but I love how you said that it's all interconnected because it, it really is. And what we talk on here a lot about is our subconscious mind and how when we were children, we, we, the subconscious mind was created and we were given these beliefs, um, or agreements. I just read the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you haven't checked that book out, please do. It's so good. Um, so we were given these beliefs that, um, that basically inform 90 to 98% of everything that we do, um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And so when you're sitting there and you're like about to press lie, go live on Facebook and you freeze up, right. It may not be just because like, whatever, whatever story you might be telling yourself may not be the actual thing. The thing that could be holding you back could be a belief that you have from your childhood, right? And as you discovered, or it could be a trauma that you have from a childhood and just like throwing in a disclaimer that we are not therapists here or medical professionals. Um, but this is just Stephanie's experience where she did work with a professional who was able to help her realize um, that some of the things that had been holding her back, this cave of fear that she wanted to walk into and she wanted to experience. So the, the quote that we're talking about the cave of fear, and it comes from a quote by um, Joseph Campbell that basically says, um, the treasure, the treasure you seek is in the cave that you fear. And so, um, in this course that we went through, we were all supposed to look into our cave of fear and say like, what is the thing that we truly desire, right? What's the treasure that we actually seek? Right. And so what Stephanie discovered is that her treasure was on the other side of dealing with this trauma that had been holding her back for all of these years. And by doing that work, she was able to get to the treasure on the other side. And as you so aptly said, Stephanie, it is very hard work. And that's why a lot of people, I think, stand in front of the cave and look at what it's going to take to get to that treasure and say, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't think I can do it. Right. So right. my question for you is, was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. 100 infinity percent. Absolutely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. It may not have felt like it in that split second, you know, because it's just a perception of, of what you think is, is the fear, you know. But once you, once you see you can't unsee and once you start doing the work and once you start seeing the changes and the shifts, and you start having the ahas and like, oh, wow, this is why this is happening or this is why that. And then you're like, oh, I can, it's just mind blowing. And mm -hmm. so even through the hardest parts of, of going inside and seeing yourself and, and even going in, in 
feeling pains that you might not want to feel. Like the beautiful thing is you can go through this and you don't have to suffer. That was another like key that uh, when I was coaching with Grace, she's, she's like, you can feel the emotions, but you don't have to suffer anymore. And so sometimes you can, I, I noticed that that was just my normal suffering. I didn't know anything different. And so that just became my everyday, like, oh, I didn't even realize I was suffering, you know? Mm -hmm. And so once you, and this, the awareness is key, just like um in the book, The Untethered Soul. I don't know if you've read that. I haven't finished it yet. But being the gentle observer and just having the awareness of your thoughts is such a game changer. And once you start doing this work, it's literally that you just become aware of every single thing. And it's kind of mind blowing sometimes if you when I sit and listen to myself, I'm like, wow, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm talking a lot here. There's a lot going on subconsciously. And mm -hmm. then when you become aware of it, it's it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I love the concept of the gentle observer, um, because I always say commit to curiosity and, and look at what you're going through without judgment. Right. And yeah. that's, that's one of the hardest things to do is because we often, um, think that we shouldn't have gone through something or we shouldn't have experienced something or we should have known better mm -hmm. or we should have made a different decision. Or if yeah. only I hadn't, you know, gone to that place or met that person or made that investment or done that thing, right? Um, whatever it is, it's like we, as we look back on it and we start to feel the feelings, um, we can spend a lot of time in shame and shaming ourselves mm -hmm. for the experiences that we've had. Um, and as you said, all of the experiences that we've had have brought us to this point and have brought us to where we're, where we're meant to be going. And hopefully mm -hmm. as we are able to observe them and feel them and release them, then like you said, we can use them for good and we can use them for the, for our own personal good and for the good of all humanity, which becomes the the point of power, right? That's the place of, of the most power is where we're able to transmute these experiences that maybe were very painful into something that is beneficial to everyone. Right. Um, yeah. and this is not to like minimize anything that anybody has gone through. Um, and not to minimize or like say that it was right or say that that it should have happened or anything like that. But just to say that you have your own personal power and you are able to transmute those experiences into whatever you want, right? You're able to transmute them into right. whatever you can use for your life and you don't have to suffer from them. Um, one mm -hmm. of the most profound things for me from the four agreements is he says in there that we are addicted to suffering. Like as, as a human race, we are addicted to suffering. And that felt so true for me that it feels like when we stop suffering, when we try to do this inner work and we feel our feelings and we do all the, this, this stuff that we're talking about here, um, it feels like a detox, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah, it's it like awesome. major, like you said, just tears and releasing. Yeah. And then you think, oh, wow, I thought I had like dealt with some of this and felt this before and, and transmuted all of this. And it's, yeah. it's just a process. And it's like, oh, here it comes again. It's come again, you know? Yeah. And that's I mean, how you elevate. You keep going through and raising the frequencies and just keep going. Yeah. And that's what it's funny. Cause I feel like going into the cave of fear, it's not like you just like walk straight into it. I feel like you walk and then you like start rolling down a hill because like you can't stop <laughs> once you, once you start doing the work, yeah. you can't stop the work. And so you're just like rolling down this hill towards, towards yeah. the treasure. Um, yes. you know, even like this weekend, it's so funny. Cause I always think like I'm doing this work all the time. I'm always like 
journaling and meditating and doing energy healing and doing like constantly looking at the, looking at my fears, looking at my beliefs, looking at the way I react to people. Like, I just feel like I'm thinking about it constantly. I'm doing it all the time. And I still have things that come up that, that surprise me, right. That I'm still like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And this weekend, I actually, I shared this with you that I actually had an experience this weekend where that happened, where um, I reacted to something. I was triggered by something and um, it, it basically caused like so much um, like a grieving process in me where I was grieving uh-huh. for how mean I've been to myself for so many years and how I've kept yeah. myself in this place of like fear um, and kind of shame and that I was ready to release that. But before I could release it, I had to grieve that I had been there for so long. Right. And that I had, yeah. I had lived in that for so long and it was actually really beautiful. Um, it was kind of hard for my family to witness cause I'm crying, <laughs> you know, all this uh-huh. stuff. And they're like, how do we fix this? And I'm like, no, we don't need to fix anything. Like I'm just, I'm going through the process. Right. And I'm feeling yeah. the feelings. I'm allowing myself to feel it. I'm allowing myself to release it. You know, and they say that if you feel a feeling fully, it can actually release in 15 minutes and like any, anything, like any kind of negative feelings, traumas, anything that we have, this is, this is theory, right? That if we fully feel it, that it can be released within 15 minutes, but it's the process of not feeling it and shoving it down that keeps it stuck within us and keeps us like continuing. And as he says in the four agreements, right, we're the only species that punishes ourselves over and over and over again for the same thing. Uh (laughs) We don't don't get punished one time. We get punished multiple times. So thank you for sharing that process. So now you've like gone through and done all this inner work that is never going to be done that you're going to continue doing for the rest of your life. Um, yes. so what's kind of been on the other side for you? Like you said that you went live and that was such a beautiful thing for you. And then like, now what, yes. like now what is life yes. like for you? Well, I would, I would like to say too, I also did the, um, fast track with, um, coach K Sabala and mm-hmm. that when I was in the mind space of, of me coaching and, you know, you've, I've heard you talk on your podcast podcast before too how we can think we need x y and z to get to start our coaching business to start this when really everything you have is within and you're ready but in my mind I was like I don't know how to do x y and z and I want to know and taking that helped me see like the back end of stuff and it for me of of understanding how to do this and how to do that like steps I'm a steps mm-hmm. person and then I coached with coach Stace yeah and been on the podcast that before. was yeah coach Stace, and that's where I found my mission statement and purpose statement was coaching with her and that really opened my eyes to see um coaching in that container and how that could apply to me and how I could apply that into my to my life and within coaching myself and you know eventually um, I'm not actively coaching right now, but that is something that I would love if sharing this story, my story and how it can impact others and how that would tie into my own personal, um, coaching or mentoring. Yeah. And so that even in that, that space, it's just like, um, like a domino effect and working with coach Stace led me down that path as well. And felt like everything that I was trying to say into words but it was just so big when that mission when we formed that mission statement I was like what I cried I like literally cried tears I was like oh my gosh this is what I've been looking for (laughs) you know and so it was a really beautiful moment um and so as of now when I I'm grateful that you you asked me about like our journey with the Lava West because going back and looking at that, um, everything that I am currently, like my being, what I am uh, doing right now has literally, I have, um, I did create like my own YouTube channel and I've shared a little bit of my journey on there. I share on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I did do a live with 
a, a health coach, Coach Gab, Coach Gabby, and we just talked about the health side of things. And so I went live on, on my own um, and read cards, like pulled cards and had a conversation. And all of these things two years ago, I never would have imagined that yeah, I, I would be like- doing. I just want to emphasize that for just a second, <laughs> because okay, okay. I think a lot of people have this. Um, I think a lot of I think a lot of people spend a lot of time in um, shame around not being far enough along, right? So it's like, well, like like you have this dream of sharing your story, whether that's through coaching or another avenue and that kind of thing, and. Yeah but you're not like, you're not writing a book right now. You're not coaching right now. You're not, you know, like there's all these things Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, in two years, you know, there could be this perception of like needing to be like a certain, like, like so far along on the journey and like, you're not far along enough yet. Right. And I think a lot of times when we go on this journey of doing this inner work, the spiritual practice, um, and then trying to, um, step into our cave of fear, then we can put ourselves in a lot of shame around like not being far enough along. And what I love hearing you say is you feel like you are so far along after the two years and that you have made so (laughs) much progress. Um, and so for those of you that are listening to this, I want you to hear what Stephanie is saying that like two years ago, her getting on a live was the scariest thing that she could possibly think of. Like putting her voice out there, putting her face out there. Like that was like, that was the worst possible thing for her, right? Like she couldn't imagine doing it. And now she's like being interviewed on a podcast right now. She was interviewed on a live with another health coach. Like she's been working um, with coaches and therapists and all of this. And like, look at this incredible journey that she's been on and how far she's come in the two years. And how can you apply that to your own journey where like, maybe um, you started further back than Stephanie, maybe you had more trauma to work through, maybe whatever it is. And and, like, what progress have you made that is so exciting and that is so um, transformational for you? And how can you focus on that instead of like what other people are doing? Does that make sense? Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Stephanie. Yes, that makes total sense. And just taking it step by step and day by day. And like you said, not comparing yourself to others and celebrating all of your wins. And when you take a minute to like breathe and really look back on where you were to where you are now and that beautiful, because it's literally the journey. It's not the destination. So truly, because I even today will still have those moments of, you know, if you've got like perfectionism and shame. And so I'll be like, I will feel those things too and think that I'm not doing something perfect or shame around this or that. And so it's like literally um, feeling through that and breaking through that. And I've been, I've had some of my lowest days where I turned around, I was like, okay, what am I going to choose different in this moment? And one of the videos that I created, of da- and that's another thing, dancing on video. I never would have imagined. Yeah, I, I did a dance <laughs> of the disco ball about the, I like had a dress and sunglasses on. And I created this video about being a disco ball. And it's like, you take all of your shattered pieces you're not broken, but you're a disco ball, literally shining. That same night that I recorded that, I was not feeling my best. I was not, uh, you know, in my wholeness, it felt like in that moment. And I decided, so I, I truly believe that you do have the power within. Yeah. And sometimes we are in our suffering state and it feels good, but yeah. you can also, you have a choice. And sometimes we forget when we're in it, like, oh, I can choose something different. And in that moment for me, it was dancing. I love to dance and it brought me joy and it was fun. And I was able to, even in that, you just, you're sharing a message with people. So I really think that celebrating where you've been and where you are and where you're going and really enjoying it. And no matter what you're going through at any day, like you're never alone, never alone, you know, and to honor where you are, like honoring where you are and, being okay. That's been a a big lesson for me is 
being okay where I am, honoring where you are. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to be okay. Like you can yes. Yes, work your way yes. through it all. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yes. I love that. And I really appreciate you saying that like you weren't feeling okay and you decided to go um, or put on your stories and share your message anyway. Right. And I think that is another, such an amazing point is that we don't have to be feeling like we're not into toxic positivity, right? We don't have to be feeling positive all the time. We don't have to be feeling good all the time to still be really effective. And so while Mm -hmm. you're going through this work and you're like you're working through all the stuff and you're working with your therapists and your coaches and everything, all of you that are listening, um, as you're working through all of this, realizing that you don't, you don't have to be completed on your journey in order to share your message and to share what Mm. you're going through. And it's often like what you just said, Stephanie, that when we share what we're going through and we share the process, that's the most encouraging part to people because we're all in process. We're all in the middle of the process, no matter what, like even those of us that have done the work for a lot of years, those of us that are just starting out, those of us that have done the work for decades, right? It's like, we're all still in the process and being able to know that like, wow, I had a really hard weekend this weekend, or I like wasn't feeling my best, but I still went live or whatever, I think is really powerful for people to know that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be complete. You don't have to be done with the inner work. You just have to be authentic, be you and be wanting to basically wanting the desire for the highest good of all. That's it. Like that's all it takes, right? Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yes. For the highest good of all. Yeah. And everything and all is well. Everything always works out as is meant to be, you know? Yes, absolutely. I 100% believe in divine timing <laughs> for sure. Uh, yes. Um, yes for sure. Okay. So I just wanted to kind of go back to you were talking about in your journey, you worked with <laughs> therapists and coaches at kind of at the same time. Right. And like all of it Mm -hmm. was part of this journey for you. So what made you, what made you decide to work with a therapist? What made you decide to work with a coach? Like, how did you make those decisions and how did you decide who to work with? I think that would be really important for people as they're seeking that out. Yes. Um, so with therapy, um, I kind of spoke on a little bit about that was I knew I was ready to understand my trauma on a deeper level. It was something that I was ready to um, finally see it and uh, allow myself to speak about it. It was not something that I had, I had spoken a little bit about, but not, I had never talked details with anybody. I had not um, ever seen a therapist, um, nothing. I, I only talked to, like two or three people in my span of a lifetime that that ever knew that anything had happened to me. And so I knew I was ready. And so that was where I wanted to speak to a therapist about. And something that's, and that was something Susie shared a lot was that she saw therapists. She saw, she did all type of healing modalities, EMDR, yes. ketamine, like all the things. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And Same. so I was similar. Um, yeah. Was were you? Because I was like, okay, what are all these like EMDR? Like I didn't start doing EMDR until this year. Was it the beginning of this year? Um, and that was that was different. And then even like I didn't even know. Like I knew about meditation, but I, it wasn't something that I ever did up until two years ago. And so even like quieting the mind and breath work. Um, that was another thing, learning about breath work. I did an integrative breath work, breath work session here. Um, and that was like going on a whole meditative journey. That was amazing. Um, but learning about that with Susie, I was like, okay. So in therapy, um, I learned that. And then when I met my friend, Gracie, um, one day she shared a book called The Magic. I shared this with you. I think believe I shared this in the group too. She shared it on her stories one day. And when I read that book, that book changed my life. That was truly the beginning. And that took me on a 28-day gratitude journey. 
And when I reached out to her to thank her, we just kind of like our friendship grew and we just started talking more and more back and forth and like energy and mindset work and all this. And then one day I was like, okay, I would love to hire you as my coach. And it was like, it was a match. So that was how um, coaching began for me there. And then meeting LaKendra, who was our mentor on a live OS and then seeing she had her whole institute for coaches. Like it, I just, and we had our own after party party. You remember that <laughs> on our weekly sessions, we yeah. would hang out after the call and we would have our own little rendezvous, which was amazing. Uh-huh. And so we really grew together as a group and shared so much. Um, and so it's like all of these little things are so intricate and connected and and then from there I met Kay and so each coach and it even um um LaKendra was in the group with uh Gracie during her Alive OS oh it's a really amazing she's like yeah we were in in the class together so it's so beautiful to see how all these intricate details just you know, it's just divine timing and divinely guided. And it just, the way that it flows, it's, and then Coach Stace, well, we were in LaKendra's course together. And so meeting her there and then later on coaching with her. Um, and she came, her coaching came at a, the timing of my life where I was like, okay, how do I even get this coaching going? How do I even... I didn't know what to do. And then there she was. Yes. <laughs> and so it was just a beautiful progression here of um, just the alignment with each. And the, my therapist um, was recommended another therapist who I called her, but she, the story with this is she didn't take the insurance that I carry, that I have. And she recommended me to my now therapist which nice. turned out at the end of Alive OS, she was totally booked. And then she called me back and said, I've actually do got space. And it just, it oh just worked. God. It just worked. And I still see her today. I still, I see her once a month. Um, now I did do, I did decide to do EMDR with her because I was having um, like flashbacks and um, like, I felt like I wanted to work around that in a different way other than just talk therapy. Yeah. And, and it has truly helped me like that. All of that went away. And I was like, wow, this is really helping. It's really yeah. helped me. And so each thing has led me to here right now. Yes. I love that. Yeah. EMDR is really powerful and I love, okay. A couple of things. I love that you said, <laughs> um, try all the modalities because I 100% believe in that too. Um, I use a specific modality that I love and some people don't love it at all. Right. <laughs> and so it just kind uh-huh. of depends on like what is going to work for you. And that's why like all these modalities exist because, yes. and, and some of them are going to work in conjunction with each other, right? Like therapy right. and coaching and EMDR with your therapist right. and breath work and all these things, like they're going to work for different things at different times and all in conjunction with one another. Um, so if you're seeking out like something to help you, um, Stephanie and I both encourage you to try lots of things and test it out and see what resonates with you the best. Um, because there's a lot available. And if you want to have a deeper conversation about modalities that either one of us has tried or that has, have been recommended to us, please feel free to message us and we will, um, share with you our experiences as well. Um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on is that it was, it was, I didn't intend for this to go this way when you gave this answer, but it's so awesome that it did. Um, because it sounds like when you asked for something, like you made the intention of like, this is where you wanted your life to go. Um, mm-hmm. the universe provided for you. Right. And it was like the, yes. the teachers and the, and the friends and the support that you needed, like were provided on this journey for you. And it was like, you didn't even have to work for it. Right. You didn't have to like 
you know, interview 10 coaches before you figured out which one was the right one or whatever. It was like, you were trusting yourself and you were trusting God and you were provided for, um, of exactly what you needed on this journey. And I really, really love that because that's one of my deepest held beliefs is that we will always be provided for as long as we surrender to the process. Ah, Yes. Yes. Big. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. When you surrender, when you open yourself up to receive, that was something that was new to me. And to this day, I'm wowed when you see it happening in your life. Cause it's like when you fully surrender and it's, and then you see the love. And so like, I have seen the people that show up in my life now in the genuine unconditional love that is received from those around me and a support that comes in and when you set those intentions it's just and you fully surrender and you just let it go it's it's uh it that like lights me up (laughs) because it's so beautiful how that happens it's just like wow Mm -hmm. and it happens in a way that you couldn't you couldn't have done it as beautifully. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I always feel is like, I couldn't have planned this out this well, or I couldn't have orchestrated that in that way. And it's so cool to not to let go of the how, and this is such an important concept as you do like your inner work, as you are moving towards that cave of fear, um, is like, you can look into that cave of fear for that treasure, right? And you don't have to Mm -hmm. know how you're going to get the treasure, right? And it may like, there may be like a million obstacles in the way. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm going to do here. And then suddenly you have wings and you just fly to it, you know, or whatever. It's like, you don't have to know the how and the how doesn't have to make sense. Because whenever you set that intention to go after who you're meant to be and what you're meant to do on this planet, everything is provided for you and the how works itself out. Yes. Yes. So true. Do you, have you, I saw that with like the energetics of money and when there, I put it out there, you put it out there, what you want and how like to show me the way, like you don't know how to make it happen, but the universe provides the way. And then like, I saw you did your 10 K um that right there uh, i experienced something around that time where before i started coaching this last time i didn't know how i was gonna do it and how was it gonna happen and i just put it out there and it was amazing to see like money come in different ways in multiple ways not just like a job that you're you know waiting for a paycheck from a boss No, no no it was just like coming in and coming in I was like how wow you know the universe you're always provided for and I think sometimes we can get in so much in the 3d world in reality of life that we forget to trust that we are fully supported and that comes in more ways than one and and energetically money is one another another one because we are abundant and abundant this more than just money it's your wealth it's Yes, absolutely. And I always tell people whenever they come to me and they want to coach and then they're like, I don't know how I'm going to afford this. I just say, ask for it, ask for the money, because I believe that if it's the right thing and if they are like, if this is truly their intention and this is really what they want to do and it's the right thing for them, that the money will just be provided. Um, And I've seen it happen before, right? I've seen it happen where, or they'll go ahead and make the commitment and they'll put down the first payment and then suddenly that money comes right back to them. And it's so cool to watch, you know, because it it feels very magical when it's happening and it feels like a miracle and it is a miracle, right? But it is also um, the universe showing you that you're on the right path, right? And that you are fully supported as you go down this path and you don't have to worry about um, how it's all going to work out. And so I, that's one of the challenges that I give people a lot of time is like, go ask for it and then come back and let me know when you have it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's like, Oh, when you tell somebody like, well, you just ask for it. Like, Oh yeah. Well, I did not think about that. You got to ask for it. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I love that. 
I love that. Yeah. And so, um, and then that happened a lot in the 10 K and 10 days challenge too, where people like things would happen that were so unexpected. Um, and that were like, we had one person who, um, she sells horses and she, um, her horses were like, this horse was not for sale. Um, and somebody called her and made her an offer for the horse and was like, I want to buy this horse. And she was like, this horse is not even for sale. Like it wasn't like she was marketing it or advertising it or whatever. And she just got this phone call and this offer and it, you know, just things like that, that are so amazing. Um, that, you know, you don't have to follow all the traditional steps whenever you are in flow and in full surrender, um, because you are, you're going to be supported and you're going to be taken care of. So, um, so by the way, those of you listening, if you would like the 10 K in 10 days challenge, you can still get the recordings of those. So if you are interested in that, send me a message and I will let you have the recordings of those because we talk exactly about what Stephanie's talking about here, where money can come to you in many, many different ways. And one of the challenges in there is to make a list of all the ways that you can imagine money coming to you, which is really fun. And it's very challenging for people to do that because, it's hard for us to imagine outside, outside of the box, right. Of like, yes. this is how things happen for me. And, um, and this applies to money, but it applies to everything, right? Like how love is going to come to you, how any, any of the things, abundance, love, joy, like a house, uh, whatever it is that you want to call into your life. We have a hard time thinking outside of the traditional, like, this is how it's going to happen. And when we allow ourselves to release those limitations, it's really, really cool the way that things can come in. Um, so yeah, so I love that you brought that up because that's one of my favorite things to talk about is um, releasing yeah. those limitations and just opening those channels to receive and then receiving in ways that don't even make sense, you know? Yes. yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up here. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I so appreciate you coming on here and having this conversation and encouraging all of us with your journey um, of coloring outside the lines. Um, is there any like last words, maybe some last words of encouragement for everyone as they are on their journey? Something that you would have loved to hear as you were in the middle of your work? Um to oh that all is well all is always well and that when you feel like you're in it and you can't see anything outside of it just just remember to breathe that has been like the biggest thing for me that has been the biggest reminder for me from those closest to me when i'm in it and then is to breathe and come back to your body and come back to your power and remember that you are love, you are whole, you are enough as you are, and to keep walking the path, keep walking the path, and to breathe. <laughs> Those are my main things: is to breathe. Yes, I love that. I love that. Breathe and keep walking the path. Beautiful words. Keep walking the path. And if you guys want to continue to have this level of encouragement that you've had from Stephanie today, I find her Instagram and her Facebook very encouraging. So I'm going to include that down in the show notes below. So you guys can go follow Stephanie and continue to watch her on her journey um, as she continues to step into her cave of fear and find her treasure that she seeks and then share it with all of us as she does. Um, and hopefully that will continue to encourage you on your journey as you are um, stepping into your cave of fear and um finding the treasure that you seek and so um go follow stephanie and reach out to either of us if you want to continue the conversation that we were having today on the podcast and if you have loved this episode then please um, hit the subscribe button and just continue on this journey with us as we discover what it means to color outside the lines and live outside of society's narrative thank you again so much for joining us and until next time this has been krista and stephanie reminding you that you are so powerful and you have permission to color outside the line.